Kia ora and welcome to the Creative Matters podcast, where we have inspiring conversations with New Zealand artists. I'm your host, Mandy Yakich. These conversations are intimate, uplifting and insightful. The guests on the show have absolutely enriched my life and I'm sure their stories will have the same effect on you. Thank you so much for joining me to listen to these amazing people speak about what drives them, the way they work and their personal takes on life. Hi, and welcome back to Creative Matters. This is Season 3, and it is kindly brought to you by Creative Communities Scheme Auckland. This week, I'm speaking with Grace Thresher. Grace is an artist, exhibition coordinator, and marketing creative based in Port Waikato, on the west coast of Auckland. She uses a variety of media in her work, black pen, photographic manipulation, photography, collage and paint, inspired by nature and the things around her. Grace expresses the movement and feeling of nature's ever-evolving, breathing, changing splendour through her work. Her practice is driven by a love of line, shape and colour in aquatic and terrestrial life, and exploration of the patterns and shapes of the living world. We have a lovely chat about Grace's time at Elam School of Fine Art in Auckland, straight out of high school, how she kick-started her career after uni in a number of artistic fields, the art exhibitions she has set up, curated and marketed, and her very first solo show this year. I am sure you're going to love the story. Grace is a gorgeous woman. And uh, yeah, sit back and enjoy. Good morning, Grace. Good morning, Mandy. It's lovely to meet you. Yeah, good to meet you too. Lovely to be here. Thank you for coming out all the way from Port Waikato to Murawai. Yeah, so it's a beautiful drive out this way, west coast to west coast. Yeah, just a shame you can't take one road along the coast. I know, they should should definitely put one of those in. Yeah, it would be a lot quicker, (laughs) wouldn't it? I think there'd be some backlash on that one, though. (laughs) Very likely. Mm. Um, So it's nice to have you here. Welcome to Creative Matters. Thank you so much for having me. So, Grace, um, you have a very interesting practice where you do lots of different things. And um, I'm really interested to hear how you went from school straight into Elam and then into your art practice. So can we start from the beginning, please? Where were you born and what sort of child were you? So I was born in England, uh, Birmingham to be precise. Luckily, I don't have my Brummie accent anymore. Um, Yeah, moved to Auckland, New Zealand when I was five years old, me, my sister, my parents. And yeah, grew up around Ellerslie area mostly, went to the Ellerslie uh, Rudolf Steiner School and yeah, went all the way through to year 13, which was, um, yeah, an interesting upbringing um little known fact about you know Rudolf Steiner schools is they're like very creative and the sort of nurture creativity which was great for me but uh didn't necessarily work for like my siblings I've got a brother as well so yeah um I'd often skip 
all my other classes and you'd find me in the art room. And my teachers even knew I was in the art room. They'd just be like, we're going to let Grace get on with it because that's all I wanted to do was make stuff. It just kind of poured out of me. So, yeah, and then after finishing school, as uh, many as you said, I went to Elam School of Fine Arts in Auckland. Um, and I... I actually didn't apply anywhere else. I kind of thought that was the only thing I wanted to do. And I d- yeah, there was there didn't seem to be any other option in my mind. So I just applied to Elam, did that for four years, which was a really interesting experience. Mm. Um, it's amazing that you actually went there because a lot of people have that, you know, that worry. A lot of young people worry that they're not going to be able to make a career out of their art. So they choose something that, you know, like graphic design or so what what gave you the the confidence to join the school of fine art um it's actually a really good question so I kind of thought about it from the perspective of I like making but I don't necessarily see this being my career in terms of making me money so I kind of thought how am I going to make money and do creative things on, on the side so um throughout uni I've always had part-time jobs I worked in retail and kind of that kind of slotted me into my future career in marketing social media and I've always sort of done marketing social media and design type things on the side so like freelance work Um, and actually as soon as I finished at Elam I worked as a visual merchandiser for Country Road which kind of brings into it the fashion side of things which I've always been really into as well mm. so yeah I mean I've always liked the idea of being an artist full-time but I never thought that it was a plausible thing to do mm. um, and still to this day it's not something that I do full-time I'm kind mm. of like half the time making art and making money from that and half the time doing other things and how did your parents feel about that choice of heading to Elam? Um, they've always been really supportive of whatever I wanted to do. I think as they can see that creating is the only thing that I really, it's like, I have to do it. It's like an itch, you know, Mm. I think lots of creatives say this. Um, if you don't make, you kind of feel a bit stagnant, um, and stuck. So yeah, they've always been really supportive. Um, and yeah, I think it's kind of like a, just a different way of looking at having a creative career rather than. Um, painting like they say what what what's that saying about 50 percent of it is actually painting and the rest is like admin mm. marketing you know social media mm. doing your taxes like running a business so many it's literally yeah there's that it's running a business mm. so it's not just the sitting down at the, the creative desk and, side sadly yeah so um, tell us about your experience at elam um i went into it so gung-ho and i was really excited because I was like, yeah, I just get to paint and take photos and make stuff all the time. And it really reframed the way that I made work. So the way that we did it at Elam was you kind of think about your process and then make, which has never been the way that I've worked. And I really, really struggled with that. And the first year, I think there was a little group of us that, and we all kind of were in the same boat. Like we all kind of struggled with it and didn't really understand that it was just looking at things a different way but Mm. then when it came to the practical side of thing like I love the printmaking and getting into the dark room again like I was like this is where I'm comfortable just making for the sake of it and then the ideas would just flow so thinking about art intellectually rather than like it's just a process which 
yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, don't, I think to this day I've always really struggled with that. So what sort of things were you focusing on at Elam? What were you making? Um, well, we had, we had structured studio practices um, with different tutors. So uh, we had to do our main studio class, which was focused on uh, presenting an idea through making. So I, I remember so clearly our first ever studio class and they said, make a mark on a, on a piece of paper. Um, and I was like, Oh, a mark, like there's so many ways you can do that. And I think I did some like squiggly line or something. And I got, I think I got a B and then the guy in the class that got an A, he literally made like a mark, like the tiniest thing you can ever see. I I don't know. And he got like an A plus. And from then on in, I was like, what is going on? (laughs) So confused. Um, and so yeah, that, that <laughs> makes you start overthinking everything. Overthinking you do. to to the nines. Mm. Yeah. And, and was that accompanied by by some writing or was it just purely the mark? There oh gosh, it's a Yeah, I think there was some writing. We had to do a big sort of essay for each big project we did for the end of the year and mm. like write up about what our intentions were and our ideas and stuff. But the writing was really useful when it's writing about something that you've made, but for, for like for the mark making process I was kind of like what is going on oh my god anyway so, funny. so yeah um and then what was your main main um main focus medium main, yeah medium. I was quite varied actually I um really I did a lot of photography actually studio photography um and then also ended up doing sculpture which I really don't do that much sculpture anymore. I guess some of my work's a bit textured and sculptural, mm. um, which has come into it. I love texture and things. But, yeah, and then also um, video. We kind of had to do a bit of everything. But I think my main thing, I love screen printing and etching, which is like the texture and lines mm. and cutting out of, you know, and then you spray the you spray the screen printing board. I'm moving my hands around, but, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, so that was really fun, just spending hours and – Having all the um all the equipment was really great. Mm. Just on hand. Yeah. You yeah. could just do whatever you wanted and And how did you find going straight from school into that sort of environment? Yeah, it was quite it was quite a big change. Um I was still living at home for the first two years, I think. Two years, yeah. And then I, I kind of flattered after that. Um how did I find it? Uh it was good. It was good to have structure, I think. Um, but towards the third year, I was definitely not showing up to a lot of classes and I brought it back in the fourth year though. So it's fine. Um, but yeah, I think all the structure of school and then all the structure of uni, I think sometimes it's important to have a break and let yourself just breathe. Um, so yeah, that's definitely Mm. what I would say to anyone that was thinking of going straight into a four-year arts degree or any degree for that matter it's not you don't have to do it you can have a break yeah um go traveling get some inspiration like it might have been really good for me I might have got inspired yeah who knows where it could have taken exactly yeah I mean it's definitely like that my daughter had a year off doing just working in retail and doing other Mm. things and she went down to Wellington and um, before she studied and it was something that I never really thought was a good thing having that gap year as they call it but it was the best thing for her because mm. she actually changed her career you know as a result of the experiences that she'd had when she had that year off and uh, I think it was a good thing for her yeah it kind of reframes the way of looking at mm. what you're doing maybe you're doing because yeah. you really want to 
pursue a career, but also you might just do it because you love it. Yeah. Mm. And also I found a lot of people were doing a year of like one degree and then they just, they weren't into it. So they drop out. So loads of people I know I'm like, so you've just spent all this money on a year's worth of study, which you probably didn't need to do. Like Mm. you can learn real world world skills so easily. Um, And I think just working and making a living and things like that is, it's a really good thing to do. You don't have to study. Yeah, um, I agree. It's such a waste not of time everyone. if you don't pursue the, the degree you started with. Yeah. And how did you find being a little bit younger than some of those students, I imagine, when you're discussing sort of quite conceptual ideas? And I've always wondered about that. I just think it must be really hard for young people who haven't really been out in the world mm. to be able to look at art in a way that's quite critical and coming from sort of experience when you haven't had a lot of experience. Mm, yeah, it was a range of ages. Like a lot of our class was around the same age. Like most of the students had just come out of school, same as me. But then it was great because we had the mature students as well. I hate to use, you know, say mature students, but. 24. Yeah, <laughs> like no, they were like a lot older, like and had come back to study because they wanted to do their masters and things. And honestly, I learned so much from those mm. people and still friends with some of them to yeah, this day, you know. so good. Um, and also like the tutors were, a lot of them were so patient, um, honestly. Yeah, and you do do a lot of research and things like that at school in terms of like art and stuff. And I've, and my mum was like, she studied art history at, at university. So I've always grown up with lots of inspiration around different artists and like pre-Raphaelites and things like that. My mum was really passionate about that. Mm. So I think that's sort of rubbed off on me. Like yeah. I've grown up in a creative household. So it just felt natural. Like that didn't feel, but definitely talking about things like that was intimidating. We had critiques every week, which if you've talked to anyone else from Elam, they will probably tell you it was a bit of a nightmare. Mm, quite <laughs> Your scary. work's basically terrible. You need to start again. Yeah. Um, but it's good, it, you know, sometimes you need a harsh critique mm. in life. Yeah. So, yeah. It can be useful mm. as long as you can handle it, I guess. It, yeah. <laughs> it could be quite soul-destroying for certain Oh, I definitely people. was. I dreaded it. Yeah, those Monday morning. I think we had the Monday morning. can't even remember now, but I just dreaded it. Sometimes I didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> and what were you thinking going through Elam, you know, coming into your fourth year? Were you, what, was your, mm. what was your plan for your future? Yeah, so I was thinking that because I'd been working, as I said, in retail and doing sort of marketing and things like that, that I would do, I would just work towards that. And I really wanted to do visual merchandising. So that job with Country Road, I was like working towards that when I finished. Um, so yeah, that was kind of my plan. And I thought, how am I gonna, how am I gonna make some money? And I thought about I want to go traveling and stuff afterwards. So I hadn't thought, oh, I'm gonna be a full time artist now. I thought yeah, I want to, I want to make a bit of money and go overseas. I think I do it the other way around maybe Mm. a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, it ended up being that I, me and a colleague from Elam who's in my year, we ended up uh, starting a community gallery straight out of Elam. So my plans to travel or whatnot kind of went out the window for a while. Um, but that was great. We ran this community gallery in Newmarket. It was, she got the opportunity through, uh, a member of a council. It was a space in Newmarket Station Square and we ran it for a year and we just supported local creatives in the same sort of state as us, just learning and just uh, starting out. And we exhibited our own work, but mostly we curated their work. And that was a really good stepping stone for me in learning about the business side of things. And I was in charge of 
like all the marketing and things like that. Mm. So from there on, it was just like a little leap pad onto my next thing, which is I've always done like marketing and Mm, and had like, yeah, marketing, social media, design jobs really Mm. yeah but that's so good to have that opportunity to do something like that yeah it it? really honestly um like I said yeah the the girl that I worked with she she it was it was her thing and she brought me on board Mm. and but I was really in you know I wanted to do it um and it was for a short sort of period of time Mm. so it was good to kind of have like in my mind an end date and so to speak, mm. but I learned so much through that experience. And was that alongside the visual merchandising? Yeah, so that was the visual merchandising was part time, but I was across the road. So um, I worked as a visual merchandiser across Auckland, the Auckland Country Road stores. Um, yeah, but I was mostly based in Newmarket, so I was just there. Mm. <laughs> and you did really well to do that. It's coming out of university straight into a job like that for Country Road. Yeah, it was pretty full on. It was great though. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I think I only did it for about a year at the end of it. But um, I just, I'm, I'm quite, I think I'm quite focused on what I want to do. And like when I have an idea in mind, I usually sort of, if I want it to happen, I'll make it happen. Like even if it's scary or I've got roadblocks or, you know, things like that. I I think I'm quite driven in that way. Mm. I just have a, an idea in mind that it, you, I, I just try and make it happen. Yeah, which is such a good quality. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I guess it's an oldest child thing or something. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it's brilliant. And I love I love people who are like that who have have vision and go about making it happen and, and really proactive in how they live their lives. You know, I just think that's such a great quality to have. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened after that? Um, Yeah. So after that, I had a bit of a break and then basically made some money and went traveling. And I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Um, So we did like Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, you know, all the the usuals. And then actually through my current partner – my current partner, my partner, <laughs> not current. He's de- yeah, definitely current. Um, he and I was friends with his mum, and his mum said, "You need to meet my son." Really? <laughs> and she said, "Yeah, you need to meet my son. He worked in Greece and on boats. He's into yachting." And she goes, "Yeah, he can get. She can probably. He can probably get you a job in Greece." So met him, and he basically got me and my friend who was traveling with a job at sailing it on yachts in Greece, which was great. So that for about six months. And I think that was a pretty life-changing experience. Like I still best friends with my skipper um, and it was just a really cool time. And mm. I think the break that I really needed and it was a great life experience and living on a little boat with my skipper and my engineer for six months, it was like such a small space, but you live with minimal stuff. Like I had six kgs and that was it. And yeah. it was great. Yeah, it can be a good thing. Yeah. How and amazing. I, I actually spent some time in Greece, working in Greece in Alonisos. Oh, yes. In the Northern Sporadies. Nice. And we had, yeah, we Sporadi. met a lot of those skippers and engineers yeah. from, from Sunsail, I think it was. Yeah, we were like, we knew the Sunsail people, but we were at sailing holidays. Oh, uh, yeah. So it was similar. Such an similar. amazing thing to do. <gasps> it was so cool. Yeah. And Greece <laughs> is so gorgeous. Oh I know. Um, so from there, I went and lived in London for almost a year and just nannied, worked in retail again. Um, yeah, London's very full on. Like, I think it's a great place to go, but the city life for me was a bit much. Um so yeah, and then I came back in 2016, 16, yeah. And from there I was like had this renewed 
sense of, okay, I think I'm ready now. Like I'm going to start making, and I've done lots of different jobs since then, but I basically straight out the gate, I organized this exhibition with a, a friend of mine and it was about revitalizing uh, like underused spaces and turning them into like an art space for a short period of time. And we did this on high street, the 27 high street. It's that beautiful old building opposite out, out here, that square there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, basically I drew the buildings and we had an exhibition. It was one night and it was just so great. Like I sold all my work, which was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Always a bonus. But from there I was like, okay, people actually like what I'm making. Maybe I can do this. Mm. Because I've just been in so much self-doubt. I like, I think I was in so much self-doubt from finishing uni. Like it kind of broke my creative spirit a little bit. Really? Yeah. I've heard people say that before. Really? Have you? I have. I mean, some people feel like that coming out of Elam and some people totally don't and feel completely inspired. Really? It must just be different personalities, I guess. I think so. Maybe. Um, But how amazing to do that exhibition. And I mean, once again, just grabbing the bull by the horns. Mm. And so how did you actually market that and make that happen so that you could actually sell all of your work? Um, that was like we did it as a – well, we are only allowed a certain amount of people in that space because it was like a thoroughfare area and Cassette 9 was on the other side kind of thing. So it was – I think we had allowed 80 people and I just made a poster and put it on social media and we invited people, which was really cool. So it was like a small guest list kind of thing and that, that worked really well. Um, but from there, I, I kind of co-organized different events and um, I had like an exhibition at the Lake House Art Center, which is on the North Shore, for, for those of you who don't know where it is. <laughs> um, but I, I organized that. And so I got like catering and invited my art friends to exhibit, which was great. Just like things like that, for me, it's like a business way of um, looking at art. So you can kind of, uh, exhibit your own work but then you can also support other people that you know and um, support other creatives because it's that's the thing is with creativity and being an artist it's all about your community as well and that's kind of comes back around to um, the art weekend at the port which is happening this weekend mm. um, all the local creatives there's like eight of us yeah we will just kind of bounce off each other and we've got a little group chat going you know <laughs> it's mm. really important to have other people around you so it's like that elim community but nowadays, and you've picked your, you've picked your people that help you out rather yeah. than, and I mean, friends and family, and they they are so supportive as well, and they always help you with things like f- making frames and you know things like that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's really important to have a supportive community around yeah, you. Totally, and I mm. love that way of of you know working towards creating that because sometimes artists are just kind of hoping that that will happen or they'll find their community but mm. to once again for you to be proactive and in, in creating an environment that you're sort of nurturing community is amazing I love that idea of just deciding to make create a show in a, in a venue yeah, yeah. and as so, wow well, yeah because I think events is what makes it exciting like if you bring together a bunch of people that have different creative ideas you're going to get like a little pool of creative ideas put together right and then other people they'll know other people and they'll invite other people so it's like you're generating interest around an, around a con like a concept and a, a time frame and something so that's where I mean it sounds really strange but 
when I've sold work or when artists have sold work, it was often around an exciting thing. Like with the art weekend, for instance, you know, like mm. uh, make an event, make something fun happen. People will come, then they'll be excited about what you're doing because you're excited about what you're doing, you know? So yeah. um, I think that's where it came from. That's also stems from like my marketing side as well because I'm like okay how do I make this exciting even if it's something really mundane you know mm. <laughs> you gotta jazz it up like and you enjoy that aspect of it I think so it's it's also thinking about it actually stems back to the retail side of things because with like the v, like visual merchandising you know you're making this beautiful window display and some things you'd be like okay this is selling this is selling this isn't selling why isn't this selling take it out the window kind of thing and like yeah, it's, it's it's about putting things in people's um, vision, so to speak, but giving it to them in a way that they're like, oh, I like that. You know, it's like subliminal marketing or mm. messaging or something, you yeah, know. so good. Um, it's almost like they don't know that they why they like it, but they do. Yeah, it's quite it's an art, isn't it? Yeah, it's an art. Yeah. <laughs> oh, funny that. <laughs> yeah. And um, with the with the lake house show, was there yeah. a sort of an overarching theme or a thread between the work? Um, that one was yeah. That was the idea. I called it beneath the surface. So it was kind of like about beneath the surface of like the ocean or beneath the surface of people's emotion, like people's emotions, what's going on underneath. So it's kind of however they want people want to interpret yeah, it, really. Yeah, which is quite good, isn't it? Yeah, like an open-ended sort of name. Yeah, and did you actually sort of go out and choose people, just people you knew and you liked their work, or how did you sort of select, select? The, the select few? Um, yeah, they were mostly people I knew. Yeah, I think they were all people I knew. It's nice to exhibit with people that you know. Mm. Um, although it's sometimes great to, you know, do it with people you don't know. But if you know how they work and what their work's like, it's a lot easier to curate it and things like that mm. as well. So, yeah, yeah it's a great place to start mm, too. makes it a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess probably now, Grace, we should talk about what your practice actually is mm. for people who aren't familiar with your work. So I know you have quite a variety of um, media that you use and, and different styles too. So can you kind of describe what you make? Yeah, I think – so I'd like to start off by saying on that, I think the reason I use lots of media and textiles and things like that is I like the range and variety. Like I don't want to get sort of pigeonholed or like stuck in making one thing because um, I've definitely seen that happen to people and, and, and then I feel like it's quite limiting. Um but also, you know, when you're represented by a gallery or something like that, you do get kind of a bit more stuck in making things that you know sell. Like, anyway, I can get into that later. That's kind of relevant to something that's going on at the moment. But, um, yeah, so my work, my work, my work is, it's a range. I like color. I like nature. I like the ocean. And I definitely, like, am inspired by what I see around me and where I live, obviously at Port Waikato, got the rolling West coast waves and the big Waikato river coming out there and this beautiful black sand, which is like always sparkling, you know, so definitely inspired by what's around me. Um, my practice is sort of varied, but I always end up depicting oceanic themes and yeah, nature plants I kind of don't really paint like people or portraits or things like that. It's all kind of like natural stuff. 
Um, and I kind of work from an idea or a thought or like just an, an image I've taken, like often from like a photograph. So, and I'll, I'll kind of like work that idea. I'll, I'll draw sketches or take more photos, um, collage as well. Like I'll do a lot of collage work. So often I'll like scan little sketches I've done into the computer and then work on them on the computer. So like say Photoshop or things like that, because then you can kind of work it without, without doing it in paint and it feels more permanent once you painted it. But sometimes I'll honestly just start on a canvas and I'll make shapes and patterns. Um, I did a recent series of four works, which were like in coral underwater inspired, which were some of the more fun ones I've made for sure. And that was just like about building up different layers and textures and colors. And it kind of all just came naturally. Like I didn't really think about it. And then afterwards I decided that it would look great if I put resin on them, which I did. And then they look like underwater theme, mm. you know, it looked like the ocean. Um, and they were definitely some of my most successful recent works, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, a lovely buyer from Wellington bought those. So yeah. they didn't even stick around long, but I definitely want to make some more work like That's that. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And so how do you actually manage your practice? You know, how do you just kind of work on the sort of the style or the the medium that you feel like working on or how or do you have lots of works happening mm. at the same time? How do you um, manage that sort of range of yeah, yeah. media? Um, it's it's generally within the same medium as in like I usually end up painting or drawing with like pen on paper kind of thing. So it's like all the works kind of work within the same realm. Um, I always have lots of works on the go though. I think most artists do. Like I've talked to lots of people and I don't think if you just have one thing, you're kind of like, okay, I'm going to come back to that. Like just recently I'm finishing this work at the moment and I started it literally like three years ago just sat there and now I'm like, okay, I'm ready for this now. Mm. Or sometimes it just doesn't feel right. Like if you have to force it, then it's just, it feels like Mm. it's not the right thing to do. Yeah. And it's nice um, to come into your workspace and just mm. say, "Mm, what do I feel like? What do I feel like today? today? Yeah. (laughs) It is like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just go in there and, you know, do some design stuff or something. Like sometimes I won't even paint because I, it's like my, my workshop is also my workspace. So it's like outside my house, but it's my studio spaces at home. So it's good to have that removed space outside of your house for sure. Yeah, it really <laughs> have them is. separately. Yeah. yeah. And then mm. you can leave stuff sort of halfway through. Yeah. I'm gone now. Finish for the day. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. perfect. Having that little bit of separation. Definitely is. Is good. So after, after that show that you put on at Lake House, mm. I know you've had a solo show yeah. at Upstairs Gallery in Tutorangi. Um, was that the, the next project that you were in part of or did um, you do more exhibitions? I've had a, a variation of one since then. Um, there was, I had a, I went, it was in a group show at the upstairs gallery in 2000, just before all the lockdowns, actually, it was like six degrees of separation and then it got closed because we went into lockdown. Mm. So that was the first instance of exhibiting there. Um, and then recently, actually, the upstairs gallery has been taken over by this couple. And I actually know the couple. They're very good friends of mine. Um, and there was this opening and they, she called me. She goes, are you free? Like, do you have any – you've got so much work on the go at the moment. You know, do you want to have a solo show? So they approached me about that, which was so exciting. Yeah. And I almost, I almost said, like, oh, let's just do a few different artists, make a group show. And I was like – why are you doing that? Like you can do a you can do a solo show. You're ready. 
So it was great. It was a really yeah. good little confidence boost for good me, I think. You. That's amazing. And that was called Focus. It was. And, yes. Um, that, uh, can you describe what that was all what about? What that means. And yeah. How you, how you worked through choosing the work that you were going to through it. Yeah. The word focus for me, I think it's, a, it's, it's a, a thing that you do when you're making, right? So you're focusing on what you're looking at. Um, but it's also like I wanted people to like focus on the like the works as well so it's kind of about the literal representation of a show but then also like focusing in on what you're doing um and I think the image I chose which is a photo I took actually it's a um a manual photo I took a while back of this of this um flower I don't know people probably haven't seen it but anyway it's this pink flower and it's this like June sand dune flower and it's just like it's almost a weed but the way that I took the photo, it focuses on the flower. It makes the flower look like it's in like a vortex or like psychedelic kind of thing. And it's all about the way that you look at a certain image or a certain thing that can change your focus. Like it's just a standard flower, but the way that the photo is taken makes you change the way you're looking at it, if that mm, makes sense. so yeah. and change the way you react to it. Exactly. And I, I like that about art as well um, because – yeah, everyone sees different things. And honestly, it's so fascinating. Like having the show was great. Oh, and how I, I picked the works based on what I had for starters, but also wanted to be quite cohesive around the idea of nature and pattern and like texture as well, because mm. it's generally what I seem to line. be making. Yeah, a lot of line work. Yeah. Yes. I started out making a lot of like black and white line drawings, which was great thing for me to be doing mm, I, um, love, I love those line drawings thank you what do you use is it indian ink or no it's ink, pen, um pen. like high quality pen pen yeah yeah, yeah. so many i've mm. used so many i can't even count them now mm. <laughs> um but yeah i was doing them on like board with white like painting the board white and then doing them with black pen mm. but I, I kind of was like okay i feel like i might have outgrown that a little bit like i still definitely do lots of black and white line drawings but um I love color. So yeah, I've been doing a lot of colorful paintings, but still incorporating my detail and like intricate details and like focus on things. Mm. And um, you're kind of taking things from underwater and yes. things from nature. And then you are kind of abstracting mm. those ideas, aren't you? Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think also merging them together because – I've done a lot of well, I've been, done a lot of diving and things like that. So when you go under the water, it kind of looks like you're looking at a garden, but under the water, and the colours don't come out because, as people that would know, have been underwater and dived and things, the light doesn't get that deep, so it looks like it's all blue. So mm. I love the idea of bringing bright colours into the underwater scenes because that is what it would look like if it was above water you know mm. so yeah it's a really it's, it's mm. really interesting yeah mm. totally I love that mm. and so that's obviously why you're quite drawn to the underwater underwater work because of your your diving and and you love the sea yeah just I've always been a water baby I think yeah. and I've I um it feels like it's a reset like going in the sea Apparently there's an actual thing around that. Like if you go in the ocean, it does actually reset you. Mm. Something about, well, you know, we're a lot of us are water, right? Yeah, so totally. And it's it like um, sort of irons or 
Mm. There's something, I mean, it's like that at Midway Beach. You just dip your toes and you can feel this sort of energy. Mm. It's incredible. It's like a rush. It's very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's where that comes from. That's so good. <laughs> and I love the way you're kind of representing these ideas in different ways. Um, so it feels cohesive even though you're using different materials yeah. um, and different sort of approaches in a way, but it still feels cohesive which is quite cool yeah I've st- I feel like I've struggled with that because I always think oh god what if my work looks completely different like each one's so different and sometimes I use completely different techniques but I'm like you can still I think you can still tell it's my work I think so <laughs> but I, I think I'm quite explorative mm. and I work in that way if I've got ideas or I want to try it out I'll just try it out and sometimes it works and it, and it makes a whole new body of work and I'm like wow okay and otherwise I've tried it and it didn't work and that that's it's still a process. Yeah. Like I've tried it, move on. You know, like that's what we got taught at Elam as well. To try everything out and experimentation's key, you know? Mm. Well it's part so, of the process, isn't it? It really is. And part it's, of the journey and yeah. just sort of accepting <coughs> excuse me. Accepting that it's not necessarily going to end up on the wall, but mm. that is okay. Yeah. Accepting that is definitely something to come to terms with because sometimes mm. it feels like a waste of time you're like well i've done all of this now but it's not it's really not trust the process yeah, right <laughs> totally and how did that exhibition go your solo solo yeah good it went really well it was really good turnout actually i obviously promoted it loads on social media which always helps um but yeah the the opening was great and um it was only a couple of it wasn't a long show the 23rd we finished on. Um, but then I, I had a day where I was in the gallery and like low, about 50 people came through to see me and see my work. So mm, it's really exciting. That's so good. I know. I'm always feeling like I should be sort of almost embarrassed or like, oh no, <laughs> you can come see me if you want, but you don't have to. But actually it's like, no, just I'm going to own it. This is great. I'm really excited yeah. for, for this opportunity. And yeah, I'm and you should be really proud, proud that you've done that. That's very cool. Quite early in your career, really. Well, not, I guess it feels early, but it feels like a long time since I kind of started in a way. There's lots of, everything leads to this point, right? Like mm. it was all meant to happen that way around. <laughs> and what are your goals now? I mean, you've done one solo exhibition. What's next? Mm. Um, my goals would be I'd like to organize some more group shows for sure, curate them as well. Yes. Yeah. Work towards having another show next year for sure. Um, I'm just trying to sort of take it week by week at the moment. I feel like there's a lot going on and Mm. I'm also so on top of um, doing shows, I always obviously need money coming in, (laughs) which my art has actually brought in a decent amount now, which is good. But um, I also work part time. So I work, I'm working at the Poi Room. Um, there's one in Newmarket, one in Ponsonby, but I'm doing their social media. So great, yeah, that's really exciting, and it's a it's a new job for me, but I'm really enjoying it. And because it's obviously creatives and all New Zealand Aotearoa artists, it's great. Like yeah. seeing all of this local talent come in. So that's right. That's actually perfect to be, you know, working on the social media, which you love, and the marketing, but dealing with a product or product set you connect with mm. it's like a business it's a business an art business it's, mm. it's basically where I really want to be right now um so yeah we'll see what happens with that you know there could be potential opportunities in that field I'm not going to say anything else on that yeah. matter but um yeah it's, it's great I That's feel like great. I'm in the right place at this point in time 
Mm. And, and that's key for me. I think that's key for everybody, but key for me to feel at peace and happy and that I'm like working towards something I love and doing that as much as I can, like staying true to what makes me feel good um, selfishly, but Otherwise, what's the point, really, you know? Yeah, yeah. totally. You've got to live your best life. Live your best say. life, yeah. And so how do you actually manage the sort of balance between your own creating and um, earning money and doing other things like your marketing and exhibiting and curating that you mm. enjoy doing? How do I manage it? Um, I am quite organized person, I think. I'm a Virgo, so that always helps. No, I don't know. I just have to manage my time really well. Mm. That's it, really. And when I have free time, like at the weekends and stuff, I try to just paint and focus on, yeah, planning ahead, really. Um, it does definitely helps to live at Port Waikato because there's less distractions. I mean, there's always distractions in life, isn't there? But it helps to live out there because it gives me space to think and create without, you know, all of the noise of of being in the big city kind of thing. Mm. So, yeah, I've just always liked to have lots of things on the go. Maybe, maybe that's it. You enjoy it, yeah. <laughs> I like I to be see busy. That. And do you think you would ever like to work for a gallery or sort of be employed as a as a curator or, you know, for somebody else? Um. I, yeah, you know, that's funny. I've never really, I guess I haven't thought about it from that perspective rather, you know, be employed. I mean, I have worked, I worked for like Auckland Council as kind of curator gallery coordinator. So I've already kind of done that a little bit. Um, I worked at Margaret Art Centre, which was great. And it was good doing it for like a council space. Mm. But it was curating someone else's work at the end of the day. So it's like, it's not my work. <laughs> I really enjoy like making my own work and having the freedom to curate my work plus people I know maybe. Mm. So yes and no, like I wouldn't mind freelancing. That mm. would be great. And um, do you have plans to, to do more of your own shows and in your own sort of space? Oh, own? yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think I've got a plan for something maybe next year um, in the works at this point in I don't know, but we there'll definitely be something on the horizon, you can guarantee. <laughs> mm, that's exciting. I yeah. think that's such a great thing. Mm. And it would be a lovely thing to be part of, I think, as an artist. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone's interested, they can yeah, get in touch. Yeah, reach out to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And, um, I mean, you're obviously incredibly motivated and organized, but do you ever find that you have a bit of a creative block and – don't really know what to create <laughs> yes definitely it's a, I think it's a whole part of the natural process but definitely and then I beat myself up about it I think there's like highs and lows with being a creative um and I, I don't know I've probably spoken to other people that are in this sort of industry and they might struggle with things like that like there's definitely times where I'm like feeling really stuck or and then I'm like okay what well, I need to refocus how do I do that and things like doing other things that I love, like exercising or going in the sea, you know, seeing friends, going out for a nice dinner, like literally anything else but making work. Sometimes you just need a break mm. um, and that, that can help you refocus, you know. Yeah. And if you're having problems with, with your art in some respect, do you have people that you can go to or do you have a kind of a bit of a network of supportive artists who can help with that kind of thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like with, I mean, I think everyone goes through it, don't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, mostly just sort of speaking to friends or whatnot. And then 
you know, the creatives at Port Waikato are quite helpful on that way. I've got one of my really good friends. She's, she's an artist too, and she's a painter and she paints like the local landscape. So I always, yeah, we'll just go and have a coffee and I just feel refreshed. It's great. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's really important to have that balance, isn't it? Yeah. And just kind of, it helps you to kind of get unstuck sometimes Mm. when you just kind of remove, you know, change, change where you are or who you're with and brings a new energy. Yeah. Yeah. A new location brings like a new focus. And do you ever go to galleries for inspiration? Yeah, definitely. I think I should really be doing that more often. It's like a time thing. But also, obviously, with the boy room, I'm seeing this beautiful New Zealand art like every every week now. Like after this, I'm going to pop in and take photos. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, it really helps and it really inspires me Mm. um, seeing how they work and their process as well because I love to see the different ways and and, – areas that they work in because everyone has different ways of getting about what yeah. they do. Um, but whatever works for each person, right? We're all so different. Mm. So I think it's important to not be too critical or like harsh on oneself because sometimes I find myself doing that and I'm like, that's, it's not going to get you anywhere. Just give yourself a break. You know, like we're all our own worst critics really, yeah, aren't we? Totally. So, mm. And just seeing it as a, as part of your journey, I think yeah. can be good. It's that yeah. sort of visualization of, you know, even the negative stuff, just think, okay, you know, I need to go through this to get to this other place mm, can be a good thing. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes the negative stuff can give you inspiration. I know it sounds mm. really dark, but um, making is quite a therapeutic thing for me and lots of people, I'm sure. Um, so if I'm feeling like down or something's hard, I'll just go and sit in my studio and have, a, you know, time just flies Mm. don't even notice the time going past yeah it's like that you know that creative flow when you're in that you sometimes it's what you need it's like a a good therapy type thing yeah a good drug (laughs) a good drug yeah (laughs) drug of choice yeah (laughs) creativity Mm. sounds good and the poi room job it sounds amazing because you are using your photography which you're interested in Mm. you're dealing with like i said before a product that inspires you and is amazing and then you could actually end up having conversations with artists yeah and um promoting them as you know through yeah. the instagram as well like yeah 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 it's cool it's kind of like what i need to be doing for myself for someone else <laughs> yeah you've got to get your work at the um, boy room well yeah Hopefully. the conversations come up we'll see. yeah brilliant it's, and they're great stores yeah, yeah, the owners are great too. They're really supportive, so mm. it's nice. I love, mm. the, love the Poi Beautiful. Room. Mm-hmm. Put the link to the Poi Room at the bottom of your blog post. Yep. Um, and, you know, you did really well coming out of Elam and sort of making stuff happen as we talked about. But what advice would you have for sort of young artists or artists just starting off in their career? Mm, that's a good question. What would I say? I'd say um, go with your gut for sure, like – also try a bunch of different things like don't feel like you just have to go go ahead and just do just art just because you're doing you know you could be working in a coffee shop you could be working in retail like we talked about you could be doing anything it doesn't it doesn't matter it's all useful like everything will aid you in the future so don't feel deterred just because you're not where you want to be right now like trust the process for sure cheesy but it's so true honestly yeah Yeah. um 
And also, yeah, just ask for help as well. Like talk to people that have done it before, like even get a mentor. I mean, I can't talk, I don't have one, but I talk to people that I know that have been in the industry for much longer than me. And I'm like, what did you do? Like, how did you do this? Like loads of questions, just ask people. And then also, you know, make sure that you've got supportive people around you. It's, it's, it's amazing to have good feedback, but it's also important to have not good feedback too. So sometimes you just need a hard word. Um, but yeah, don't be deterred just one step at a time, I think. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Good advice. So you've got your GT logo, which is very visually, um, striking. And I mean, just having a logo in itself is different for an artist mm. in a way. I didn't think about that. Which I is, guess so. Yeah, but in a, it's a very cool thing. And it and you can see, you know, you're obviously interested in marketing mm. and branding and then you've kind of put that in. And so does that GT logo go across the board with your artwork and the other work that you do? Or um, it's do you more, I that? feel like it's more, yeah, it's a representation of me. I mean, the logo could definitely change. I just... I felt like I needed some kind of standout thing. And also my initials are G-E-T, which is great. So I always use that as my signature. Yeah. Um, yeah, it kind of represents me, I guess. But, yeah, it's like a creative masterhead, right? Mm. Um, yeah. Which is yeah. And I use it cool. on my website just for my social media image and stuff like that. Yeah. So. And how do you – do you sign your name G-E-T on your paintings? It varies. Yes, G-E-T or – G-E, and then I do my full last name, so Thresha, mm. depending on how big the image is, you know. And a where, long as signature looks a bit messy. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you, because I have been asking a few artists when I remember yeah. how they sign their, their work. So do you put it down in the bottom right-hand corner? Yeah, usually, yeah. But it varies. So when I do prints, I kind of do the signature where it looks good on the image so I won't always do it there it just it changes mm. it's a funny one actually I never think about it I just do it mm. and a few people have asked me that like oh what does your what does G-E-T I'm like yeah that's my initials and then I like, oh I love that you signed it like I did this drawing of a tui and instead of putting it down the bottom right I drew it I did the signature like on the tail if that mm. makes sense so yeah. like or like with my shell I did some shell drawings which have been quite successful prints and I put it within the design rather than like a separate thing because mm. I kind of want it to be part of the part mm. of the image. I like yeah. that. That's quite funky. Ah, yeah. I never thought about it's it. Like it's adding like adding some sort of pattern or sort of mm. a, an extra line idea. Yeah, it's almost. like adding to it rather than make subtracting from mm. the whole work. Yeah, it's very yeah. cool. Mm. And how do you um, title your work? Yeah, um, I always title them afterwards. Um, I usually tend to go for just like one word that are related to what I think the image represents. Like I've got this, I've got this line work, which is of like New Zealand plants. And I like the word iridescent cause it's like, as in the, as something see throughy kind of, you can see the light through it. So I titled it iridescent cause it, it reminds me of that. Mm. And then for like my more aquatic words, um, works, wor- works, <laughs> I use aquatic words. So like emerge or. Mm. intertidal or like stuff like that are just just words that relate to the image mm, nice nothing too crazy yeah i like that single word idea strong yeah rather than like airy fairy like yeah or like yeah. untitled I could just come up with a title <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I have I have called a few things untitled because they're I so. I actually um, have too, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm guilty. Just some some abstract things that are very sort of geometric. For mm. example, for me, is quite hard to find a title sometimes. Yeah, yeah. no, that's definitely yeah. fair enough. And yeah. I have heard artists talking about using untitled as a way of not guiding the viewer too much to what to think, oh, okay. which is another way of looking at it, I guess. That's interesting. Yeah, that makes sense, though. I do mm. understand that. Mm. I definitely have not titled works, but I just that just don't. I just don't put any title. Like I won't write untitled. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and um, you do have a shop through your website. Which, yeah, and yeah. you can buy originals and prints and line drawings, and you also do merchandise, t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. So can you tell us about those? Yeah, they just came naturally because um, I think because my work's quite detailed in line, I was like, well, this is going to look good on a t-shirt, right? Like simple. I like the idea of use of negative space as well. So like it's quite minimal, but the negative space informs the detail. So. Yeah, I just thought, oh, they look great on T-shirts. And lots of people kind of said to me, like, oh, do you do merchandise? Stuff like that. So, yeah, I've got some new ones coming out this week, really? actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to show them on Saturday and Sunday. And instead of black and white and grey, the T-shirts are going to be, like, pastel colours. I'm very excited. I haven't promoted it at all because it was dependent on time as well. But, mm. yeah, I'm so excited and little, like, details and things. And also some little socks. <laughs> Cool. Just like they're just easy things and they're, you know, it's sort of cheaper to make and cheaper for people to buy. So like I find that there's a I've got a nice big range of priced items. So it's like, yeah, you could buy an original, but a lot of people don't want an original or they don't they can't afford it. So it's like, yeah, a print, right? But then some people don't want an art piece like that. But then it still feels like you're buying something from a creative and it's an original if it's a t-shirt like then they're wearing you know people are wearing your work it's mm. quite cool and they're supporting I like the idea of accessibility yeah and that's i guess that comes from my fashion marketing background right mm. i love that and yeah. what are the t-shirts like what's what's the design like oh there's different ones um simple uh usually like left che- uh, left chest i'll have like a tui a shell snails um just like simple small but detailed line drawings, which I've done screen, they've been screen printed or mm. embroidered. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, it is quite commercial. Like I, I think a lot of, I think some artists would probably go, well, I'm not going to be that commercial. Like I'm not going to sell t-shirts or things like that, but it works for me. So. Yeah. Well, it's part of your interest, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It still feels like my realm of mm. creativity. Like it's not mm. that crazy out of the, out of the gate. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that idea. And what are the socks like? Um, yeah, they, they're very, they're very much gray and white, <laughs> but, um, the little shell patterns on the side. Mm. Yeah. I'll put them on my website, but I just need to check that they're you know, good to go. But yeah, yeah. hopefully sell something. We've got a little gift for Christmas. Totally. You know? Yeah. Well, we'll have your link to the website on the blog post as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, f- I feel like there's so many amazing things you can do with merchandise. You know, there's lots of artists from New Zealand doing that. Mm. But there's places like um, Contrado. Have you heard of that? I have not. Yeah. Well, I, I actually put my sand line paintings on there because it's just black and white line, mm. sort of following the actual lines of the sand that I took photographs of from the sand dunes and 
I mean, I haven't sold anything because I haven't really been managing that site. I kind of did it and then forgot about it, which is not great. I haven't been marketing very well. <laughs> but I do like the idea of the actual Contrado concept. I mean, you you load in your design and then you can match it to like cushions. So for these black and white lines, I just did sort of high high-end silk big cushions mm. and I've got like a gold braid around the outside Ooh, so nice. you can choose the products and then put your image into it oh. and then they sell it and then you get a cut so it's not really a money-making thing as such but it's just quite a cool concept to use some of your designs I think oh I have to look into that yeah look That's into great. it it's yeah like, almost like drop shipping but not yeah. Is it drop shipping? You know what I mean? Like you, you load it up and then someone else buys it, but you don't you don't have the product yeah. as a physical product. You don't manage the mm. the actual product. Yeah, yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, it's I'd love to do um I'd love to do textiles. That's yeah. but you know, you let's circle back to what's what's the goal of yours? <laughs> textiles. I honestly love like yeah, the idea of like buy patterns being on clothes. Yeah. Like not just little designs, like full. Like Gorman, you know Gorman, mm. obviously. They, they, they collaborate with these beautiful artists and I just love what they do. And mm. it's so bold and colourful and like, yeah. Yeah, and I feel <laughs> like it does really, that kind of work would link so well to your line drawings in mm. particular and yeah. your abstract works. Yeah. Painted works, yeah, yeah. for sure. And also um, wallpaper. Yeah, you totally. Can, you can do that with, with oh, certain companies. So cool. How amazing would that be? That might be on my list of to-dos for next year. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess we could get on to our final questions, mm. unless there's anything else you'd like to add. I think I'm good, yeah. So what do you find most challenging about what you do? Sometimes it's inspiration. Sometimes it's time, specifically time management, <laughs> which is always a thing. You know, we're, a great, we're all great procrastinators, aren't we? Um, but it's also like energy. I know it sounds weird, but like, to get the right amount of energy for making. Sometimes my energy is in different places and that's definitely something I've had to manage more and more as I get older, like putting my energy into the right places so it gives back rather than drains. Um, yeah, and like when I put energy into my art, it obviously gives back to me in a way. It sounds strange, mm. but like not putting it into something that it would just go – down the drain yeah um, and th- that's with like everything in my life I think um it's super important and having relationships that support my energy and like yeah just that's a big one mm. that's my biggest one yeah <laughs> and who are your favorite artists um so Mandy will was looking at me I've actually written some down <laughs> <laughs> you've got your notebook I've got my notebook I good know, to I'm, see no no so um I don't even need to really refer to it, but I, I'm definitely inspired by like the great. So like pre-Raphaelite is probably the the, the main era that I'm, I love, like Vermeer and Monet. Um, but also like you might have heard of or seen the Lady of the Lake, Ophelia, um, and that one's the John William Waterhouse one. It's like one of my favorite favorite paintings, and the John. Uh, Everett Malay, Malay. I never know how to say that, but Malay, yeah. yeah, that beautiful ethereal style. Mm. Like I'm like, I don't even know how they painted like that. I'm like, are you a real person? Like it's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> it is so beautiful. Um, yeah, and also like there's a lot of uh, texture and pattern in um, 
nature, obviously. So I'm inspired by that. And I think that comes out in my work, like not so much the, the people side of things, but all of the like plants and the beautiful way that they, mm. you know, still lives, love, love the still life. Yeah. Um, I've also written down Yayo Kazama cause I love repetitive pattern. You know, we all, we all love her and I've seen her work a few times. It's really amazing to be immersed within the patterns. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then New Zealand artists I'm really into would be like, I love Rita Angus and, um, Bill Hammond as well. Emo- quite emotional, deep work, which I really like to bring that out. Um, and then actually there's a couple I'd like to mention, which is Instagram artists. So we were discussing before the podcast that um, it's easy to be a bit lazy and just scroll through Instagram and Pinterest and get like ins- inspiration from other artists, which I think is still great. It's just a different medium. Um, but I follow a few artists, one of them being this lady called um, Liz Wickrama, and she's an Australian artist and her work is, I think, absolutely incredible. Um, I should give you the Instagram handle. Mm. Um, yeah. And then I think finally probably like Gustav Klimt is one that I'm obsessed with. I've always been really into his work. So yeah. And like William Morris for Patton back to the wallpapers. Yeah. I think my whole studio wall's covered in William Morris pictures. So yeah. I think that's good. About it for good. Me. Very yeah. good list. Well <laughs> It done. is a good list. That's why ten I wrote it down. Out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> Good to have that little notebook there too with those all those things to remember. Yes. And um, what would you say to your younger artistic self? I know you've kind of given advice to, you know, as we've been chatting to people starting off in their career, but um, what advice would you give yourself? Mm. Yeah, it's a bit of an – it's almost like an emotional question, that one for me. I think I would say to little Grace, like, don't worry so much. Like, it would all be okay, you know, like – you'd see your little younger self standing there and you're like, want to hold their hand and just be like, just trust the process and follow what you're passionate about. Like mum would always say when I was little, all I'd do was like run into the park and make little like rock formation rockeries. And like, I'd always just be drawing, like just go with, go with your heart and your gut because that's what will bring you to the right place that you need to be in, you know? Um. So yeah, trust the process and, yeah, follow your passions and don't worry so much. <laughs> mm, that's yeah. very good advice. And um, why do you think you make the kind of work that you make? Um, I think I make the kind of work I make because I love it. Um, and it and it feels like an extension of myself. Um, and also, you know, I make work not just for me, like I, I want people to love my work, but also I think it's just – what naturally comes out of me. Like I don't think about it that much. Um, yeah. Like if you look, if I look back at work I did when I was like 10, it's like not that dissimilar to now in a weird way. Like obviously it's grown, but mm. uh, I make it because it feels like it should be the, it should be what I'm making. Like it just feels right. Mm. Um, and I also want to make things that look nice. Like I'm not trying to, I mean, it's good to cause, like, it's good to have people talk about your work. Like, I always want people to talk about my work, but I also want people to appreciate it and think, oh, that's beautiful um, and appreciate the technique and the effort that went into it mm. too as mm. well because I always spend a long time on things. Like, yeah. it take me a long time. Your work so, is very de- it detailed. It can, can be very detailed. Yeah, but then sometimes it's super simple, but I've mm. also it's very thoughtful. Like, I haven't done it. It's just like, wah. <laughs> 
even though sometimes I do when I'm trying stuff out, but mm. yeah, I want it to be, I want people to think about it and be like, oh, I can see different things and textures. And when they look at it, they don't just see one thing. They can see different aspects. So yeah. <laughs> Good answer. And that's, um, you know, the beauty, just the sheer beauty is valid as well. Uh, yeah. Appreciating. I think so. Speaking for itself, right? The beauty. Yeah, I mm. think so. All right, Grace. Well, thank you very, very much. It's been so great to meet you. It's been lovely to have this youthful energy in here. <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, it's great to see what you're doing and, and the amazing way that you approach what you do. And I look forward to seeing the incredible stuff that you end up doing. Aww. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much for coming. Thank you so much, Manny. It's been, it's been, a, it's been amazing. It's been enlightening. <laughs> good. That's thank good you to so hear. Much. Thank you so much. Thank you.